Weekly Loss Podcast, episode number 202. Hey, cool, you fixed it. Don't expect anything. The chances of getting a signal are slim at best. Static's good, right? No. Reception is good. Wait, what's that? It's Russo's signal. Oh, crap. But this radio has a wider bandwidth. <laughs> That's what you call a party in a podcast. Hold it! Stop, do you hear that? Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Production Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And tonight we are here to give you yet again another weekend review. This one for Season 5, Episode 9, titled Namaste. Namaste. Stephanie, we're just going to cut right to the chase because we have lots of audio clips here, both from listeners who have called in and also um, audio clips from the episode. And we're going to start off with this one right here. Okay. Put these on. Let's not. Juliet's got it worked out, so your name's going to be on the list, all right? So when you get in there, just watch the little meet and greet video. Wait for them to call your name. When they do, just smile, step up, take your jumpsuits and work aside. Work assignments. Yeah, don't worry, I got it covered. Just remember to act a little doped up because you just woke up from the sun. What if they start asking us questions we can't answer, like, uh, who's president in 1977? It's not a damn game show, Hugo. Besides, I'm going to be in there to get your backs, all right? Let's smoke. Okay, Stephanie, so when we did our initial reaction, yeah. we had pointed out the fact that Jack was the workman. Yeah. And Kate was going to be a grease monkey so that mm. she could be watched all day long. And you and I had the question, what was Hurley? Right. Right? Yeah, well, we did. Exactly. We did. So we got a listener that called in. Okay. Our great friend, Amy from Tennessee. Okay. Left us this message. Sweet. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Amy in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And I was calling um, about Hurley's job. Um, his Dharma jumpsuit did say that he was a chef. Um, You've probably gotten other calls about it, but anyways, I did notice that, and I'm rolling around some theories in my head, so I'll call back with this. Thanks. Bye. All right, and and Amy does call back again. In fact, uh, let's see here. She's about five or six more clips down the line. So what are you looking at in the chat room there, Steph? You look like you're preoccupied. (laughs) Actually, I'm not even looking at the chat room. I was on my way to... A funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's a nice memory I got there. Um, anyway, I was heading to where the show notes are in the forum, and I got distracted by the full-time mom section. So I was wondering, because I, I, I did not feel like you were in the same room with me. Is I'm it? really... Well, I'm not. <laughs> I felt like you I'm were... I'm on my way there now. Okay, cool. I well, got sidetracked. How about I just go ahead and play the next audio clip since uh and it'll give you time to catch up and join us. Here. Okay. Thank you. What is this place? 72, 76, 78. Where is my husband? Oh, here we go. 77. He's um he's with your friends. What are you talking about? What friends? I'm sorry, but you have a bit of a journey ahead of you. A bit of a journey. I know. Ahead I of wonder you. what that means. Well, I hate to get things out of order here because there are so many things that that clip just wants me to say. Number one, some folks are suggesting 
and it may be in some of the things that we're going to read from other conversations in the forum. But there are people out there suggesting that uh, that the plane did not land in future time. Okay. But instead landed in 1977 also only on an alternate timeline. Okay. And the only thing I have to say about that is there's a real problem with it in that he, when he's looking at the wall and he's looking at the different photos, he says Oh, okay. 
Gotcha. Well, um, Eric Fisher says, looks like Claire to me. It's an Easter egg. Also, the last time we saw Claire, she was hanging around with Christian. So it makes sense that it's that she would I'm be the one there father. in the background. Yeah. Isn't that what she told? I think so. She said that to somebody. I think so. Anyway, um, I don't. it doesn't look like Claire. I mean, even though, sure, they could have somebody else playing her. Maybe it's not. Um, oh. Well, I mean, it would be smart to have somebody else playing her. Right now, right, but I, but I'm just saying it doesn't. It, they didn't even go out of the way to make it look like her, because I watched it on um, ABC.com, okay, and I saw that scene again, and you can see very clearly the person behind her really? shoulder, and it does not look like Claire at all. I mean, okay. it doesn't even remotely resemble her. Okay. But there's definitely somebody behind Sun with Jacob and Lapidus in the cabin, and it and Christian. This, Yes, well, or Jacob. <laughs> Which is not confirmed yet. That's why I corrected you. I know, I know. But it, but that appears right after the smoke enters the room yeah. in behind Lapidus and Son. Okay. So, very interesting. Interesting. All righty, audio clip. Just cool to see Marvin Candle. So, uh, let me go ahead and play this audio clip. Welcome to the island. For your own comfort and safety, we ask that you stay within the confines of your new living quarters. Our barracks are surrounded by high-frequency sonar tents. You protected the island. You are now a member. How are we going to do this? Shepard! Jack Shepard! Here we go. Hey, Jack. Have a seat. Of course it isn't here. What's that? Your file. How could they be any more disorganized on the other side? Sorry. Namaste. I'm Pierre Chang. Welcome to the Dharma Initiative. How was your ride in? It was fine. Good. Who was your shuttle driver? I'm sorry? Uh, the shuttle from the sub. Who was your driver? Oh, that was, uh, um, it was Lafleur. Ah, yes. Good man, Lafleur. Runs a very tight operation. I'm sorry for the disorganization. The woman who was supposed to be processing you in had a baby last night. I could pull out of my lab. I... Here it is. Your job assignment. You've been assigned to the shed. Workman. What, what does that mean? Based on your aptitude test, you'll be doing janitorial work. <laughs> He's been assigned to what? Janitorial work. No, did you hear what he's no. been assigned to, though? No, I didn't. Go ahead. The shed. Oh, the shed. He's been, yeah. And who okay. has a shed? I don't know. Jacob. Oh, yeah. Out in the woods. Out the in the woods. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Hmm. I was confused for a minute. Lost. Okay. What? You That's, are not here tonight. I No, I was. I just was confused for a moment. I oh, okay. don't know. I don't know. I think I thought you're in question was yeah fishing for another answer no i was fishing for the shed but i did like what he's he says um they pulled me out of my they pulled me out of my lab like isn't there someone else they could get to fill her position other than dr pierre chang exactly or is he a doctor is he just an actor i don't know i don't know either but you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you would think. You would think that there's someone else that they could pull out that could do this orientation rather than, than him. Yeah. Maybe it's an upper level management kind of thing that has to be involved in this. Maybe. I'm I'm thinking that might be it. Okay. All righty. And let's see Now we're here. on Ethan. Horace hasn't built the shed at this point. That could be. That could be. 
Or wait, the, you've been assigned to the shed. Maybe maybe, Hor- maybe he, ha- he has maybe to, he's gonna help Horace build the shed. Maybe that would be interesting. That would be interesting. All right, moving on to Ethan. Juliet. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to wake you. Mm, no, it's fine. I just came to get the sub manifest. <sighs> Obviously, I don't want you working today. Thank you. Full load? Almost. Two of the recruits dropped out in the 11th hour. They didn't want to take the sedative for the trip. <laughs> Can you tell PR for me? Hi. Hi. Oh, hello, little one. Hi. Have you and Horace settled on a name? Yeah, we have. We're going to name him Ethan. So, when are you and Jim going to have one of these? I don't know. Timing's got to be right. Timing's got to be right. Chrissy had the following to say about Ethan in the forum. Do you want to read what she wrote there, Stephanie? Sure. Uh, I think there is something weird with Ethan's age or really crappy casting or something the writers didn't think of before. If baby Ethan is Ethan Rom, he is only 27 in 2004 and 24 when he recruits Juliet. The actor playing Ethan is in his 40s. If I were to say his age, I would say even early 30s is a bit of a stretch. So either A, something's up with his age. B, they cast the role before they planned to make him born in 1977. Or C, the writers decided to shoehorn in this storyline. Or D, they thought he could pass for someone in his 20s. I do have faith in the writers, but it but it kind of bugs. Right. And it, so, and it could have said it kind of bugs me. I'm not quite sure. But anyway, that's what Chrissy said. And then she continued on. Oh, okay. I'm continuing on. Okay. Further. Okay. Further to this. I just listened to the official podcast with. And Darlton said. <laughs> I still get confused when they call them. Okay. Anyway. Uh, the little girl is Charlotte and was born. In 1970, and they intended to cast someone older. When filming that scene, when Ben says her birth date, um, Rebecca Mater, Rebecca Mater changed it to be 1979 to reflect her age. Is this talking about last season when she? I don't know. First, okay, sorry. Again, I'm confused. <laughs> So if they can leave that in and have a 34-year-old played by someone who who is mid-20s, then they have... Oh, maybe... Okay. I don't know. Okay. I don't... So if they can leave that in and have a 34-year-old played by someone who is mid-20s, then they can have someone who is 27 played... And then they can have someone who is 27 played by someone who is in their 40s. Right. Either way, in my opinion, it's stupid. All right. And then just Sue wrote, that's stupid, especially since they knew the date. Uh, let's see. They knew the date had been stated as 1979 in a previous episode. Why go forward with the scene in Charlotte in uh, scene of Charlotte in 1974 knowing she wasn't supposed to be born yet? Better yet. Why allow the date to be changed in the first place if you have this plot point coming up? Right. Chrissy said, Their explanation was along the lines of, we can't just ring up Hawaii and tell them future plot points, but agree, cast an age-appropriate character or don't let your cast adjust the script. But now I think... 
but now I think of it, I'm calling, I'm I'm calling BS on their claims of wanting an older actress. Wasn't Kristen Bell rumored for the role? She's in her twenties too. So maybe Darlton are lying. The question asked was, did Charlotte time travel and skip some years? And if her birth birth date is true or not, um, they said no on time travel, putting her at 34. All right. Mark Grace popped into the conversation and said, perhaps Ethan didn't change sides, but was kidnapped like, um, let's see here. Like every other child on the island. Like every other child on the island. Hence, his surname would not would be like his mom or dad's. Um, I say he was kidnapped in the purge and then raised as another. Okay. Or raised by another. Oh. <sighs> All right. <laughs> We're going to take a break from our reading for just a moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. The, the, is it oh. me or the momentum of this show just like molasses in the winter? I don't know. I just got confused. That's oh, all. Is that what it was? Well, first I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> and then when I started paying attention, I got confused. Anyway, this is I think w- I'm still confused. We're, I have no idea what's going uh, on. It's okay. We're 17 minutes in. We could stop and like re-record this baby from the beginning. No? Okay. Well, then let's go do this one then. Could you tell me where James LaFleur lives? Uh, that's his house right there. Thanks. But I wouldn't call him James. He hates it. <laughs> Hey, Jack. I saw you earlier today. When you were helping Kate, I wanted to say something to you then. We're not supposed to know each other. Yeah. Um, I was looking for Sawyer. I guess I came to the wrong house. No, come in. Evening, Doc. I'm sure you two have a lot to talk about. Take a load off. You want a beer? No, no, I'm fine. What can I do for you, Jack? I don't even know where to start. Uh, how about with Saeed? I had no choice. He was running around in the jungle, got caught by my people. See, that's how he can't tell the truth about how he got here. I had to improvise. Improvise? Uh-huh. For now, Saeed is safe, which is all that matters. So where do we go from here? I'm working on it. Really? Because it looked to me like you were reading a book. I heard once Winston Churchill read a book every night, even during the Blitz. He said it made him think better. It's how I like to run things. I think. I'm sure that doesn't mean that much to you. Because back when you were called in the shots, you pretty much just reacted. See, you didn't think, Jack. And as I recall, a lot of people ended up dead. I got us off the island. But here you are, right back where you started. So I'm going to go back to reading my book, and I'm going to think. Because that's how I saved your ass today. And that's how I'm going to save Saeed's tomorrow. All you got to do is go home and get a good night's rest. Let me do what I do. Ain't that a relief? Yeah. That was the most... I loved that scene. It was I'm the most awesome sorry scene. Sorry for interrupting you. No, go ahead. That it was, I love that. I, James That's how Ford. I saved your butt today, and that's how I'm going to save Saeed's tomorrow. I love that. I, and I love... Look, I was, I, all, Jack says, looks like all you were doing was reading a book. He says, listen, you know, yeah. I read books because it helps me. It helps me think clearly, gives me ideas sets things up i kind of gives me greater perspective seems like when you were at were in charge all you did was react and i loved it he says well i got us off the island didn't i but yet here you are But yet here you are and he didn't get them all off the island no he didn't you know and i happen to believe he got some people killed in the process he did so yeah he did yep 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 
Anyway, I just wanted to play that clip because that was my favorite part of the scene, I do believe. Or the favorite part of the scene. The episode. Fi- yes, yes, thank you. I, I, it, that's weird. It wasn't a mystery point, but that was my favorite that, part. It was a really great... I think that it was... It was the... Um, I don't know. I, I think that it was just the role reversal. Yeah. You know, seeing yes. Sawyer become the leader and... Jack having to be the follower. Yeah. I was reading somewhere uh, on somebody's blog or something about all the various different um, role reversals and and connections and and stuff like that. Like, for example, remember it was a a manifest that um, a manifest that revealed Ethan Mm Rom as being, you know, another and Juliet happened to be holding a manifest, right? A list of names when she learned of Ethan's birth, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Oh, by the way, we were thinking about the relationship between Ethan and Juliet. Mm-hmm. I totally had an epiphany. The relation, okay. the re- there was a relationship, but it wasn't like a a um, like a boyfriend girlfriend style relationship. But there, it's like going back to um, not an. Portland anymore or something okay. not in Portland uh, when she was being recruited remember Richard Alpert but also very much Ethan Rom right Ethan no, was very absolutely. much a part of that he was and so she he helped bring her to the island okay so anyway I, I, I it was more than just having him as a next door neighbor in otherville is all, all I'm saying it's like yeah. I know there's something deeper here okay and so yeah anyway you're right that's very true you know um this is completely out of order of your of your show notes here and should have been mentioned in in the initial reaction, I think. But I don't I don't think I did, and you can tell me if I did. What's that? Was you, when Kate and James talk for the first time, uh-huh. like, which was in the very beginning of the episode, yes. he called her Kate, not Freckles. Yes. Which I think means everything. Do st- you think the nicknamers, nicknames are over now? No. Oh, okay. I think the affection is over. Oh, I think yeah. that, that says a lot about oh, nice. where he at his... Because there's been... You know, I was... He's I, the, he doesn't fancy her anymore. That's right. He doesn't fancy her anymore. You know, I was giving... Speaking out to, to um, the writers and saying that if they mess up, you know, this, this James and Juliet, that I'll be very angry. But then I was thinking, I think that the fact that he didn't call her Freckles, he means so much more than than just times past. Gotcha. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. Absolutely. And uh, let's see here. Mary said she's also mentioned that and, and that uh, he did nickname Jack and Hurley, but not Kate. Yep. So very cool. Very cool. All right, um, moving right along, here's a, let's see here. Thomas, also known as Pandora, pointed out something very interesting in our forum about the photo that Christian showed Son. He says the others had the list of the losties. Michael had to bring it in, or had a list of the losties that Michael had to bring in. I think it was the end of season two. On the list were Sawyer, Hurley, Kate, and Jack. Exactly those who were in the Dharma initiation recruit photo. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, there's that's a how link they to knew it. to bring those. <clears throat> exactly. And you then think? I think so. You think that's how? Okay. That the list that Jacob mm-hmm. had is maybe, and Jacob and photos and and Christian. I mean, I'm putting two and two together here. Just saying. Mm-hmm. But anyway, remember Amy said she was working on a theory and she wanted to think about it and she'd call back in. Well, here's hers. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Amy Wright from Chattanooga, Tennessee, and I'm calling for Lost. Um, I have kind of a theory that I really don't have all together, but here's part of it. I think we know why Jack, Kate, Sawyer, and Hurley were on that list that Michael was given to bring them back to the docks um, when they had the bags over their heads and everything. Um, because Ben has to remember them. I mean, he's old enough, you know, it's not like he's itty-bitty. He's old enough to remember them. And he would have to remember them because Charles Woodmore remembers John Locke. He remembers seeing him when he was 17 and then remembers him now. So he would have to remember them, but he didn't put everyone that he has seen when he, in the past on the list. So, like, why aren't Jen and Saeed on that list um, is kind of my question. So... Um, I don't know. Just kind of my thoughts. So, talk to you guys later. Bye. It's an interesting theory. I like, um, you know, I like the mixture between Amy's voicemail and Thomas's post in the forum. Thomas, Thomas's post on the forum. Why not Jen and why not Saeed? They're not in the photo. So I think the list is right. completely directly related to the photo. to the photo. Right. Because at that time, Jen's already a part of the Dharma Initiative. Yep. When they have their... Recruit photo. Recruit photo. And Saeed, they think he's a hostile, so he wouldn't... And clearly, they're not going to put him in the photo. (laughs) Exactly. Yep. So, anyway, very cool stuff. You're getting on me and my momentum, and you're over there, like, yawning away, Oh, I was covering that one up. Nobody knew about that one until you just said it. All right, so here's a clip People about... on the video couldn't miss it. Uh, yeah, here comes the one on Faraday. What is Faraday? Okay, so it's 1977. Yep. Yep. And you guys are all members of the Darwin Initiative. Yep. Yep. Well, you do realize those dudes get wiped out, right? I mean, I saw the pit where all the bodies got dumped. What about it? Weren't you going to warn them? Aren't you going to stop it from happening? I ain't here to play Nostradamus to these people. Besides, Faraday's got some interesting theories on what we can and can't do here. Did you say Faraday? He's here? Not anymore. Not anymore. First, I just want to say I don't think he's dead. Right, neither do I. I think he's crazy. No, I don't think that no? either. No, I don't think that either. Okay. Think um, he got off? First of all, I don't think he's dead because he's he would have said Faraday had some blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Uh, no, I Faraday's here, not anymore. I think that we're going to see Faraday calls the incident. Okay. And I, oh man, this is really weird. I don't know if I believe the visit, the incident happened before what we're seeing in this episode or after what we're seeing in this. But okay. anyway, I, I think Faraday, Faraday is doing something. But I believe he's the one who's going to cause the incident to happen. And he is going to try to change the future, regardless of whether he believes it or not. And we're going to be talking about the dilapidated um, barracks next. So I'm going to withhold some comments here. But I really love what some of the things we're about to read. 
Uh, before we do that, he's uh, let's see. John started this thread in the forum. Where is Faraday? And there's another one. Just Sue had started another thread with the same topic. Uh, links to both of those conversations are in the forum. But let me just say, uh, John wrote. Let's see here. We know all in the. Let's see. We we know that the last episode showed us Faraday is currently a wall to us viewers. However, since we know he worked for Dharma at one point. Do you think that the point where he is near the frozen donkey wheel was the point of his ultimate de- demise? So I, 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 that's a, I think that's assuming that he's had an ultimate demise. I don't think that he has. When they say he's not anymore, uh, I don't know what he means, but I don't think he means dead. Because I think, I think James would have said uh, Faraday had some some thoughts about what we could or could not change. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. The whole thing makes my head hurt. I'm just going to wait for them to show me where Faraday is. That, that will work. And I think we'll probably see that in the next episode is my guess. I hope so. All right. Amanda from Michigan started uh, the next thread and it's called dilapidated barracks. And Stephanie, we're going to go back and forth and read different people's uh, ideas here. You'll start us off, please, with Amanda. Okay. What was up with the island? Son and Frank find Christian at the barracks, and it looks like either a hurricane swept through or a bunch of time passed. What happened? Faith says Kimi's men blew up a good bit of it, and Ben released Smokey to get rid of Kimi's men. Ed Davis said... I think they are in the future somehow. With the barracks in shambles and the airfield completed, what's to say that Son... Um, see, what's to say the son did not go into the future while their friends went into the past? Wayne Henderson jumped into the conversation and says, do you think the whispers outside the barracks could be the backwards voices of Jen back in 1970s? Hmm. All right. I don't think it's just Jen. Faith Faith said. Okay. I don't think it's just Jen, but all the new recruits. It was a little creepy to see what 30 years... A few mercenaries and a smoke monster can do to the barracks. Okay. And then Chrissy says there's definitely something up with the barracks, not just from it being blown up, etc., from Kimi and his gang. Why are all the Dharma signs still around? Mm-hmm. Where they still, let's see, were they still there when the others moved in? And I don't believe they were. So, and, and then she says also the photos on the wall. Surely a losty would have seen a photo on, on the wall when they lived in New Otherton. Um, let's see here. I am sure. Let's see. I am sure. Let's see. I am sure they would have explored all the buildings when they moved there. So let me just, uh, well, uh, let's go ahead and read because I want to make sure that I'm not, um, jumping over top of the people we're about ready to quote. So Anna J said in the forum. Yeah, Chrissy, I thought the same thing. It had all the Dharma signs hanging askew like it. Like it hadn't been New Otherton at any point. I can't imagine they'd leave up all the class of pictures of a group they'd violently killed years earlier. Right. And then Beth, a.k.a. Mommy Madonna, says another thought. Remember that Stephen King book, The Langoliers? Could Sun and the others in the other Ajira people be in a waiting area of the future? 
if the purge doesn't happen and the future changes, the end will always be the same, but the middle can be skewed a little. And then finally, the Islander says, I'm not sure I want to be like, let's see. I'm not not sure I want it to be like this, but what if Sun, Frank, and Ben are stuck in an alternate timeline, still in 1970s, where the wrong people won the war that Widmore spoke about. When he said, there's a war coming, when he said, there's a war coming, maybe he meant that it was coming in the time period that Locke was supposed to go back to and where Widmore was expelled from the island. Right. And then we're going to we're going to end this The only The only thing I disagree with is that in the episode they showed us 30 years in the future. They they showed us our 1977 our 1977 people with yes. the Dharma initiative and then on the screen it said 30 years in the future and then it cut to Ben You're, you're right. So and, so and we son. do know that they are not in just a right. They're not in the 70s in an alternate timeline. Right. But I, I really do believe that they're not in the 1970s. Because I thought that it was cool that, like, it seems, you know, in the past we've had flashbacks. Last season we had flash forwards. Now we're just going to go three years and 30 years all the time. Exactly. I like that. Um, I, I, I believe that they're, they are in an alternate timeline. But they're but they're in what used to be what we they are in the present time for us three years into the future of course you know three years right. beyond where they left the island right they're back right at that point but they're there as if the the purge never happened and okay. as if the others did not live in that village and and whatever else okay so the I mean if you look if you look at that building where mm-hmm. they went into. Where Sun was, the the um, recruiting tables were still, or the recruiting signs and and uh, assignments and and all those signs were still there. There was there were no others that had ever lived in that place. So let's go to Ed's voicemail because he called. Can in I a- just apologize to the Islander before we go on? I don't mean to blow holes in his in his theory, but sure, it did specifically say thirty years in the future. It did, it did. And I'm and- sorry, <laughs> I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Yeah. He he he'll 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 understand. My kids are used to me being the bad guy, though. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to Ed's comments here. Hey guys, it's Ed from South Carolina, calling for the the Week Two Lost podcast. Uh, I got kind of two comments. Um, one, uh, we're going back to the statue. Um, not really with the statue, but I thought it was really interesting how I, I mostly believe, as do I, that the statue is way in the past. But I found it kind of interesting that the frozen donkey wheel, which Locke was turning, was in that same time period that the statue was, which means that that frozen donkey wheel has been there a really long time. And I'm kind of curious of who built the frozen donkey wheel to harness whatever energy it was to kind of move the island. Second uh, thing is um, with Son and Ben with the, uh, the, and the other plane survivors, I'm curious to know how many people actually think that they might be in the future and not necessarily in the present time, you know, with the dilapidated barracks and everybody being deserted and the the, um, the runway being completed, I'm going to say think they went into the future versus just staying in the present time. Um, anyways, that's what everybody in my office kind of thinks. 
And uh, but just happy the way everything is going with the uh, series. I think it's interesting how the roles have been reversed. Um, Sawyer and Jack and um, Saeed and Ben. Very interesting. So uh, keep up the good work and uh, stay lost. Awesome, Ed. Thank you so much. And uh, you know what? Both Islander and Ed, I will have to give you guys both. Uh, it's an interesting theory. All right. And in the chat room, they're saying some really awesome stuff. Something about that Ethan proves that there's no alternate timelines. I'm not exactly sure what they mean by that. But um, do, 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 do. and Chrissy and, and folks, I, I think I think most people are thinking that there's not um, an alternate timeline. I kind of like the idea of having an alternate timeline. I really believe that they're in the future myself personally and okay. and that the other other otherville is never has never been the place where the others lived okay but you know who knows i i, I think we can all just have our various theories and stuff Couldn't mine they are just not be in a present day unchanged future just a present day unchanged ch- not future. unchanged changed because the purge would never have happened does that have to make them on an alternate? Oh, I see what you're saying. Line? You're right. Yeah. That y- yes. Okay. Can't they just so come they, back to present day, but the circumstances are different because the past has the, been changed? Th- thank you. That that I okay. Then that would make sense. So see, no, even no, though I'm tired, sometimes my light does turn on. There you go. <laughs> um, so basically, there has been no alternate timeline. This isn't like a what if this never, but instead. Well, I guess it is an alternate timeline. That's still another timeline. Is it? Yeah. If you've, if you've changed something from the past, then the things that experienced before was a different timeline. This is a new one. That, that is, I almost had to be convinced that that wasn't an alternate timeline, but this is an alternate timeline. All right. Yeah. If the purge never happened, they changed it. And so, therefore, it, it set off an entire course of events. Therefore, right. there is a paradox. Oh, my head's spinning yeah. now. I liked it better my way. Yeah, I don't know. All right, and then, of course, next up, finally, uh, Thomas, uh, also known as Pandora. That's exactly where I got the thought that yes, that I son and Frank and might go back. Yeah. yeah. So, Thomas, that was your, I, I give full credit to to him for coming up with the idea that son and Frank might be sent back. That will be their, quote, unquote, the children. long journey. Yes. Alrighty, and then next one is nice to meet you. Hey, Phil. Just gonna go in there and deliver him a sandwich. All right. Hello. I brought you a sandwich. I didn't put mustard on it, but if you'd like some, I could get some. This will be fine, thank you. Are you a hostile? Do you think I am? What's your name? Said. What's yours? I'm Ben. It's nice to meet you, Ben. And for this quote here, for for this audio clip, I found something that I read over at thefuselage.com. Someone wrote, if Ben met Saeed as a boy, he would recognize Saeed when he sees him as an adult. I think it's safe to say that young Ben will meet all of the Losties and Juliet. It's interesting to think that Ben recognized these people all along. I can't wait to see the interactions between young Ben and the Losties. I just want to say that's awesome. Absolutely. This going back and watching Ben from that point forward, knowing that Ben has met and seen all these people. Remember, he knows so much about all these individuals. He really does. 
Uh, and, and remember when we see Charlotte for the first time, mm-hmm. he's like, I know exactly who you are, Charlotte Staples. Yeah. You know, blah, blah, blah. And Lewis. Yes. Right. Yes. Charlotte Staples Lewis. And yeah, he knows them because, well, duh, he grew up with them. That's right. That was very interesting. All right. And then Cheryl in PA, we got two more audio files here. Let's uh, go on to Cheryl in Pennsylvania. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Cheryl calling from Philadelphia, PA, also known as Cher1226. Um, and I'm calling about lo- <clears throat> Now I have to clear my throat. I'm calling about lost. I had a random thought today. I thought I haven't seen on any of the message boards. Um, the fact that Richard never ages. I'm thinking, I had a thought today that he has died and the island brought him back to life. So he is stuck at the age at which he died. Um, Just like Locke and Christian, although we haven't seen them long enough to know how much they're really, if they're aging at all. But uh, that was just my thought and I thought I'd share it and see what you thought about it. All right, bye. It's an interesting theory. All right, Cheryl, thank you very much. I'd, it is. It is an interesting theory that maybe he did die in the island, brought him back, reanimated him, and therefore is never going to change in age. I personally like to think that he's one of the ancient people from back in the original early inhabitants and that he has been endowed with eternal life. Okay. But I like your theory. <laughs> I was just thinking in my mind that that's why this, that's why this series can only be six seasons long. Yeah, why is that? If any longer than that, your characters are going to start aging and you can't pull the show off anymore. There you go. Your actors are going to start aging. Yep. All right. And then the last call of the evening is has nothing to do with the actual TV show in any of the episodes, but there was an Easter egg this week. And I'll let John uh, talk about it in this call and then I'll explain. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie, this is Wayne Henderson in California. Wait a second. That's not John. No. That's Wayne. Uh-oh. Um, I don't know what happened there. Okay, let me see if... Well, what was Wayne calling about? I don't know. Did we not hear Wayne's already? I don't know. Oh, goodness. How did I do this? I don't know. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Wayne Henderson in California. Quick thing about Lost. Last night's Namaste. Uh, I'd give that episode seven and a half flunging uh, boat oars to the head, or whatever you want to phrase it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Anyway, I, what I actually wanted to call about was the fact that Ethan is the baby, and somewhere along the line, he or somebody changes his last name from Goodspeed to Rom. I, I don't know how he went from Ethan Goodspeed to Ethan Rom. Just thought that was something that we should maybe keep an eye out for. Not to mention when they were in the observation room and all the uh, over at the flame and watching all the TVs of stuff that's going on on the island. I like the one in the top left-hand corner that's watching the Muppet Show. Nice. Nice. Wayne, thank you so much. And I'm sorry I overlooked your the naming of your audio file. That was really crazy of me. But I'm glad we got it in there. Yeah. All right. And this, one is, on this one's John's call. Hey, Cliff. This is John from Houston. I'm just calling in... Um, I guess for help, I got a Mac and a Weekly Lost podcast. I want to see if you caught the um, the Lost reference uh, during um, the iPhone 3.0 uh, operating. 
system um, during during the little press conference on Tuesday. I wanted to see if you caught that. Anyway, I'm sure you did. Just give you a little talking point to talk about tonight. Anyway, thanks. Appreciate it. John, thanks a lot. And what he's talking about is the iPhone has a new operating system version 3.0 that's getting ready to come out in June. And they did gave us a little bit of a preview of some of the new features that are going to be available. And when they were demonstrating copy and paste, I believe, they had a document that showed, some, I guess, maybe an email or something with some flight itinerary in it. And one of it, one of the uh, lines and what they copied and pasted somewhere else was all the flight information for Oceanic Flight 815. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Anyway, very awesome stuff. Um, the The show is absolutely amazing. I am loving this. Every single episode is is getting better and better. I love the answers. As far as I'm concerned, we can stay, you know, all the way back in the in the 70s, all the way back um, to till the end of this episode or, or to the end of this season. And then I don't know what I want to see in season six, but I don't know. I'm really, I'm really digging them being in the seventies. I am too, and and I, I, I want to see. I love that Christian says there's a long journey ahead of you, and so I'm, I'm interested to, see, you know, I'm glad that the people we're going to watch on a journey might be Sun and Lapidus. You know, I, I'm really, I'm not a, what, you know what? I, I want to just say the writers have done something in my mind terribly wrong here. Okay. What's that? My Oh yeah. We do want to see the ancient statue time sci-fi fan says. Yes. And, and I totally agree with you there. Um, one, one thing that I think that they've done is they have introduced, uh, what is it? Uh, uh Caesar and Alana. Alana. They introduced Caesar, Caesar and Alana. They gave them a little bit of screen time. Then we get to see them a little bit again. And we even see them maybe for a couple seconds in this episode. I want to say that I'm losing interest in Caesar and Alana as characters. It's like, hello, um, give us something with them. And I just want to say, if we don't have something of substance with them being in the storyline... I'm going to have little to no interest in ever seeing them again. I already don't have any interest in ever seeing them again. I don't think there's a need to give them substance. I I think that they have fulfilled their purpose. And now if we see them again, we should be upset. You think so? Because, see, I think they're up to something. I think they know where they're at. Remember when they... I remember, but I think that there are greater things going on in this story to than to d- develop another plot line that we have to follow. I don't know. Their only purpose can be... Widmore sent them there is my thinking. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. I think Widmore put them on the plane and that they knew the plane was going to crash. The plane didn't crash. It was crash landed. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Oh, that was, a, that was the other... Um, the other... Uh, what do you call that? Parallel... Is that in in when Lapidus landed the plane, uh, the one guy, the co-pilot got impaled by a tree? Yes. And he used to be Kevin Buchanan on One Life to Live. Sure. Just thought I'd throw that out there. And the co-pilot of a flight, Oceanic Flight 815 ended up dying at, at the top of a tree. The co-pilot? Yeah. Or the pilot? 
Oh, was it the pilot? It was the pilot. Okay. Never mind then. The co-pilot was Silly me. Dead. Okay. Good enough. Very cool. All right. So I don't have anything else other than to say that I am very excited about the show and can't wait until Wednesday night. And I hope, I, I, I understand they're going to have one more week sometime in the future where they're going to skip a week. Is that true? I think so. I think this they're going to have another another week hiatus and then wrap up with a two-hour finale on May 13th. Right. See, and of course, for those of you listening, and we're not talking about it's like not coming this week or something no, like that. No, it's in April. Okay, but still, I just want to say that I feel gypped. That they're, that, yeah, that they're doing this because the whole big deal that they made, 16 episodes back-to-back with no breaks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not that's so a, much. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? What? I like the breaks. Sometimes I need a Wednesday night off. No doubt. Sounds like we needed a Friday night off this week. Probably. <laughs> um, hey, we're doing a lot better than we were last night on Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> no doubt. But um, I was going to say something else. Yes, go ahead. I would not at all be upset if the break was the week that we're going to be in Tennessee. <laughs> that would be cool. But I don't think it is. I don't think it is either. So anyway. Alrighty. And Murphy says it's ABC, not them. And I understand that. Yes. And that's who, right. that's who I yeah. am directing my anger towards. That's right. Yep. All right. Well, here. Any scheduling anger is always directed toward the network. Right. For those of you who do not like any sort of spoilers, including the previews and all that other jazz, then you want to turn things off now as we're going to close things out with our good friend Bonnie over at lost.about.com who is going to tell us what's coming up on Lost. This isn't what was supposed to happen. What's going to happen? You don't want to know what was supposed to happen. I know. Because you don't know what's going to happen. You know what? You're not going to find out. Don't you want to know? This is Lost Away Bonnie from Lost.about.com with this week's Lost Preview. The next episode is called He's Are You and will be on this Wednesday at 9 p.m. on ABC. ABC synopsis reads, Things begin to unravel when one of the survivors goes rogue and takes matters into their own hands, risking the lives of everyone on the island. Well, I'm guessing our rogue survivor is Saeed, who has his own agenda. We'll get a Saeed flashback that takes us back to when he was volunteering and building houses. Ben visits, and I'm guessing we'll see why Saeed was being escorted on Flight 316 by the law, and maybe even who is behind it. We'll see Juliet and Kate working together as Dharma mechanics, and Jin has a little adventure of his own. Young Ben is in this and the next two episodes, and we'll also see his father. We'll get more from Radzinski, Phil, Alana, Amy, Horace, and maybe another glimpse or two of baby Ethan. I don't expect to see Son and Frank in this episode. For more information, read my He's Our You guide and preview, and check out the photos. This is Lost Away Bonnie Koval for GSPN's weekly Lost podcast and lost.about.com.